0: As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are Super Mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chedda Gupta, and I'm the host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three. Twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep, to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with that Total Mom Sense. Hello there, mamas. Happy New Year. I hope you all got a chance to unplug and disconnect. And enjoy the simpler things in life over the holidays. My three kids were home from. Christmas Eve through New Year's. And my husband and I really optimized on our time spent as a family. I basically planned one major activity each day to occupy my two-year-old twins and my one-year-old because we all know that if you tire them out before noon, they may actually nap. And if they all nap at the same time, that means you can nap and it's amazing. So that's always the goal. We went to the Liberty Science Center in Jersey City, where they enjoyed a new dino train exhibit, built towers out of large foam blocks, saw real bees in a beehive making honey, and met a real reindeer. We explored different parks in our neighborhood, and the three of them just can't get enough of swings and slides. And they even named the clubhouse at the top of one of the bigger slides, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, <laughs> of course. We baked a ton, cookies and cupcakes. They really enjoyed getting their hands dirty from cracking eggs to whisking flour. We built a gingerbread house, which was Mostly a concerted effort from me and my sister, but they did get to put on the uh, candy toppings, which was cute. And the biggest achievement was our boot camp for potty training, which was a huge success. Yay! and honing in on their morning routine and table manners. I will definitely do podcast episodes on all of these things because I feel like there is definitely an interest on potty training and disciplining kids and coming up with innovative ways to make routines fun. So I will get to work on that For now, I want to talk about the cliched New Year's resolutions that many of us still make and how goal setting can actually be very easy with a toolkit. I'm going to give you five things that you can implement into your life in the new year, which are very simple and you can just stick to throughout 2020. And I'm going to be doing all of these things right along with you. So I'm kind of saying it out loud so we can all hold each other accountable. Number one, meditate. There are many different forms of meditation through yoga, breathing techniques, and of course guided meditations through the apps out there like Headspace, and of course in person. According to an article on Psych Central, meditating for just eight weeks has been shown to alter the brain's gray matter, which may at least be part of the reason why practitioners experience significant improvements in memory, sense of self, empathy, and stress relief according to a new study led by Harvard researchers at the Mass General Hospital. Although the practice of meditation is associated with a sense of peacefulness and physical relaxation, practitioners have long claimed that meditation also provides cognitive and physiological benefits that persist throughout the day, and that was said by Dr. Sarah Lazar of the MGH Neuroimaging Research Program and Harvard Medical School Instructor in Psychology. She goes on to say that this study demonstrates that changes in the brain structure may underlie some of these reported improvements and that people are not just feeling better because they're spending more time relaxing. I'm personally trying my own version of Transcendental Meditation where you recite a special mantra in your mind. You can research more about TM online. I'm starting with five minutes a day in the morning and at night before I go to sleep. Something that I'm doing is I'm not doing it while in bed. I'm actually sitting upright, hands relaxed on my knees, cross-legged on the floor, like a, a space that I've created, a little nook that I've created in my home office, And that's just going to be my meditation space. I was told from a mindfulness coach that when you create kind of a safe haven space, it takes you to that altered state of consciousness. It just helps you get there rather than when you're lying down in bed all cozy, which I mean, of course, that would be the easy way out if you just close your eyes and meditate that way. I mean, either way, whatever is best for you, but I'm going to try doing it this way and then gradually increase the amount of time to... 15 minutes and then to 30 minutes. You know, I'm not going to just set a stopwatch and time myself. I'm just going to go with the flow. And so many successful people swear by meditation and how it's changed their lives from Oprah to Seinfeld. So I think it's important that we all make it a point to give meditation and mindfulness an earnest effort in 2020. Number two, goal setting. I recently interviewed Samantha Edis, who is a CEO, speaker, and author of The Pie Life, a guilt-free recipe for success and satisfaction. And she says The Pie Life is the ultimate self-improvement playbook for women who work. Now is the time for you to banish the guilt and start living a life you love. Having worked with thousands of women over the past two decades, best-selling author Samantha Edis shares the secrets of how you can sustain a thriving personal and professional life. At the same time, she believes that our life can be compartmentalized or cut into seven slices. There's career, health, relationship, children, community, friends, and hobbies. And something that I'm going to do is write down one goal I have for each of these slices every month and strive for it. I think vocalizing a goal is great, but writing it down almost solidifies it. And if you wanna even stick a post-it note or a graphic or something on a vision board that you look at often, even better. You want it to just seep into your subconscious and have it be something that you really are striving for. She explains that we can never truly have a work life balance because that would mean that each slice is equal and that's not possible because we have to adapt to our circumstances. For instance, if you have a newborn, your children's slice is going to take up most of your time and energy. But when you have a five year old, you can be a little bit more hands off because you're out of the and you can take time to make strides in your career. I bought this uh, planner, the passion planner, as a journal, and I'm using that to document my notes and my goals. And I already have the five-minute journal, which I'm sure many of you have heard of. And it's more of a gratitude journal, so I'm writing notes in that too. And that's more at night as a ritual where I'm just writing quick phrases and notes about what I'm grateful for, especially having my family and friends and health. Those are really the components of happiness. And sometimes, you know, you just have to take a step back and look at your life and think, wow, I have all of these things. I'm winning. And one more thing that I'm writing in my journal, in addition to gratitude, is personal affirmations. You know, sometimes we look for validation extrinsically, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook. You want that like, you want that follow, you want that like, oh, you look so beautiful, you know, from whomever, like some high school friend you don't even talk to anymore. I don't know why we seek that validation. More importantly, we should be giving it to ourselves. You should be your best friend. Do you like hanging out with yourself? Be that, become that this year. I wrote down a validation recently after my potty training win with my kids. It's a big deal. It takes some time, you know, at least a month to get it really, <laughs> have it really sink in. The way that I approached it, got them to follow through and got them to be excited about it. I was like, hell yes, that was all me. So good job, mom, you get a gold star. I feel like it's fine and welcome to um, give yourself that credit when it's due. I also wanna share an article I read by Zena Muna. She is part of a tribe that I belong to called Hey Mama, and she is the business development director of iFundWomen, and it's a crowdfunding platform for female entrepreneurs. She says to set SMART goals, and SMART being an acronym, S stands for specific, M for measurable, A for achievable, R for relevant, and T for time bound. I'm going to say that again smart, specific, measurable, achievable. Relevant time bound goals. And she says that that's something crucial that you should be doing when you're creating effective goals and milestones. Each goal that you set for yourself needs to account for each one of these criteria. She gives a great example. She says, if you wanted to have a bigger social media presence and that's your goal, that is not technically smart. A smart goal would be, I want to grow my Instagram account specific by 2000 followers measurable by posting more frequently and engaging with new accounts achievable because my ideal client mainly uses Instagram relevant over the course of one year. Time bound. Look how brilliant that is. And so when you write that out, As your goal that you have stuck on your post-it note or on your vision board, it's even more in your face and attainable because it's like, okay, aiming to get these 2000 followers by X date and you can do it. You can definitely do it. Number three, drink more water. So we all know the body is nearly 70% water, give or take. And you're constantly losing water from your body, from, you know, sweat and urination and all of that. And to prevent dehydration, we need to drink adequate amounts of water. But there are many different opinions on how much water we should be drinking every day. Health authorities commonly recommend eight eight-ounce glasses, which equals about two liters or half a gallon. And it's easy to remember this because it's the eight-by-eight rule. Eight eight ounce glasses. However, some health gurus believe that you need to just be sipping on water constantly throughout the day, even when you're not thirsty. I feel just do whatever works for you. What I'm gonna do is I have a three liter jug that I fill up and I'm gonna aim to finish that jug every day. And now with the cold weather, I actually like to have warm water or just sip on hot water throughout the day. It's just so soothing. And sometimes I add uh, fennel seeds, so that's saff in Hindi. It's um, a natural mouth freshener, and it's got this like really yummy minty taste. If you're a fan of masala chai, it you know I put saff or fennel seeds in my chai, but I don't feel like making chai all day. And I know that you know caffeine intake has its cons as well. So I just throw in the fennel seeds in my hot water and. I love it. It's just so, so cozy. (laughs) Okay, number four, focusing on your mental and physical health. As we all know, I'm so glad that it's not a stigma anymore, but our mental health is equally, if not more, important than our physical health. I truly believe in the adage, mind over matter. So when you need to just talk things out or want someone to be a sounding board, if your health insurance covers it, talk to a therapist, talk to a mindfulness coach, and talk things out. I feel like that's just so cathartic. Of course, you realize that a lot of the answers are in you. You start talking out things and you're like, oh, wow, I just basically just shed light on this insecurity of mine or this sticking point that I have. And now this is what I'm going to do to solve it. Talking through that with someone who has the expertise in very gently bringing it out of you can be so healing. So... Find one, talk to one. I highly recommend it. The other thing is your physical health. You know, that's like the number one goal. Uh, every New Year's is lose weight, right? Just be practical about it. I know for me, it's not possible for me to head to the gym every single day. I could do it, but then, you know, I have the kids drop off to school and come back and oftentimes have client calls. And so I have to like find time during the day. Um, it's not very consistent. Even if I make it to the gym two or three times a week, I'm happy. I feel like, okay, that was a solid. The other times I make sure to um, squeeze in a walk while I'm on a call or even using the stairs or park far away when you're going to Target, like do these small little things that will allow you to just get those 10,000 steps on your Fitbit and just keep your body moving. And lastly, number five, have a squad. Having a team in your corner is so important, both personally and professionally. For me, I have BNI. BNI stands for Business Networking International. It was established by Dr. Ivan Meisner in 1985, and it is the world's largest business referral network. The proven approach provides members a structured, positive, and professional referral program that enables them to sharpen their business skills, develop meaningful, long-term relationships, and experience business growth. There are nearly 10,000 chapters around the world with over 200,000 members. 11.4 referrals have been passed, and members have earned $16 billion in closed business for their own small businesses. I am the president of a New York chapter, and we are Activate58. And I feel so lucky to have my mentors, directors, Jackie Frank and Al D'Angelo backing me up and my chapter, uh, my team. We refer to ourselves as the dream team and teamwork makes the dream work. We always say that. So if you wanna learn more about this, if you're a small business owner, you can visit bni.com. And while you're at it, check out my chapter. It's bnichapter58.com. I also have another squad. It crosses over both personal and And professional, those are my hey mamas. I recently had the Hey Mama founders, Katya Libin and Amory Kibler, on my show, and they shared their journey of how they started as a small community of professional moms in New York and have grown to have groups around the nation, and soon to be international. One thing they told me to do is, <laughs> it's just a funny exercise, called OSHA oh, Girl Affirmations, and we did this on the episode. Basically pretend that you're getting together with your girlfriends a year from now, and just say out loud the sky high things that you want. You want to publish a book? You would be like, oh shit, girl, you just published your book and you're preparing for your book launch tomorrow. Or, oh shit, girl, you bought a house. Or, oh shit, girl, you you know had your third baby. You say what you want and somehow the universe gives you what you're seeking, and it manifests it for you. I truly believe in that. So you know, the more that you just say it, write it, think it, it happens. All right. So those are my five tips on zeroing in on your 2020 vision for 2020. I'm like, ne- that's never going to get old for me, by the way. 2020 vision. Brilliant. And I want you to know that you have got this mama. As always, write to me at at gmail.com. And let me know if there are certain topics that you're like, oh my God, Kanika, you have to cover this, or you have to interview so-and-so who's an expert on this topic. I love hearing from you. I love the feedback and the emails and the reviews. I am so, so thankful to have you on my journey. I mean, just so you know, this podcast is something that's so important to me and so gratifying as a means to give back to all of you and to be creating a community in this way. So you guys are a big, big part of my 2020, and I'm wishing you all lots of love and light. And remember, stay strong, super mama. Happy 2020. <laughs> That's total mom sense.